Hello, good people of the internet. It is us, Ken and Andy. Sup, nigga. Bringing you your red pill reckoning. Overdose of sauce. I love it. All right. <clears throat> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, ladies. We're going to be discussing a little bit more of the COVID vaccine. I know. Shocker. But, uh, yeah. you know, we'll it, is, it is pretty it. If you get the shot, it'll be incredibly painful for <laughs> you. I was born in it. You merely adopted the autism. I was bored with it, molded <laughs> by it. <laughs> by the time I made eye contact with another person, I was already a man. Nice. So with everything <clears throat> that Andy and I discussed, I'm not even doing the intro right. Welcome to Candy Corner. I'm Ken. This is Andy. Oh. We talk about stuff and things, and uh, occasionally I'll get into something where I discuss about things that are near and dear to me called things I don't give a fuck about. Receive my kiss. I don't know if we'll get to that right now, but we're just kind of rambling because we're going through some... Uh, You're witnessing the, 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 the back door, the behind the curtain of what goes on in the show, i.e. us rambling and researching at the same time. Yeah. So right now what we're doing is basically just doing some research, finding out different information. Alex Jones came out with some information that seems very interesting well let's go um, back to what we were talking about before we started recording this uh let me look up what his name was that you sent me it was a skype yeah. conversation with a mm. panel of doctors the association for retarded citizens and that youtube has classified as child content someone found the a way comment around section their, is turned uh, off now i don't know if the uploader did that you know, yeah. that you have to do that. You have to do that manually. So why, why you would do that is essentially to get around the algorithm so you don't get flagged. So you say your child content. And if you're child content, man, <laughs> there's some depraved shit on kids. YouTube, man. Yeah. Don't, so, don't trust YouTube on child, child don't, content. Don't, let it you're going to find some stuff. Okay. You're going to find well, some stuff. You're going to find a lot of neat prolapse up. videos. I like that real quick. You'll fuck your kid up real quick. Don't do that. So this video is by Dr. Charles Hoffa, and uh, they're talking about D-dimer, D-dimer testing with vaccinated. Huh? Say, say that again. The, the camera looped and it cut that part oh, off. Okay. You're talking about. So we're watching, we're watching this video by Dr. Now what the fuck is his name? Isn't that great? Dr. Charles Hoffa and him in this panel. Of, he's one of these doctors in this panel of what? What would you say? Like nine? maybe 10 doctors. Yeah. And um, basically they're talking about um, this D-dimer test. So what a D-dimer test is for those of you in the great unwashed, a D-dimer is, is an inflammatory marker that's usually associated with cardiovascular inflammation and damage. So if you have an elevated D-dimer, uh, that means that your heart is inflamed or your arteries or your veins, or you got capillary damage or something. It's a, it's a, it's a chemical that's released, you know, that's when you're under uh, cardiovascular strain. So the the basic the the basic premise behind this video is that you know the CDC, WHO, all the all the powers that be are basically saying, oh, there's no side effects to these vaccines and everything. The doctors are like, oh, I'm not so sure about that. And the scientists are like, nah, <laughs> nah, I don't think I don't think that's accurate, buddy. And uh, so they. The way that the CDC yeah. and all them get around uh, scrutiny on this is they basically, well, we did an MRI, we did a CT scan, we didn't find any damage to anything. So this is obviously all misinformation. And what they found is, what this doctor found is, is that 
a lot of the damage is done on smaller blood vessels and that makes sense and these smaller blood vessels are in your liver your kidneys your heart and your brain and since they're capillaries they're not going to show up at really at all if you're looking at a scan you're looking at a ct scan or whatever even if you do a cath uh you're you're probably not going to see it it's not going to be i mean it's you're dealing with a really 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 small blood vessel so you're not going to see it so what they what they decided to do is do d-dimer testing and d-dimers would show up you know that'll uh show this capillary damage and they found that these vaccinated people uh have elevated d-dimers and that would indicate cardiovascular damage done as a result of the vaccine now what i have a question about you know this is me with my big my big old um uh smooth brain well, real uh, quick before you before you pose a question, mm-hmm. either post the link to that video or share the link or share screen share the video playing. I'll put so it I'm in the show notes. I'll browse. put it in the show notes. Okay. Um, because so, that's the whole point of this. We want to share whatever information we, we have. We're talking about. Exactly. You guys make up your own. Make up your own mind about what this is. It's mine. not. It's not um, our job. As we said to tell in previous episodes, Andy over here. Right, Andy over here. This isn't his main wheelhouse. I personally have. Uh, over a decade experience firsthand in both field medicine and um, level one trauma hospital medicine as a paramedic. So I can tell you firsthand what the first line remedy or action would be taken for a patient. He's more in line with the dynamics on a molecular level. Guy has like six degrees. Anyway, continue. Anyway, and all the degrees that actually maybe money are right there on my wall. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, American education system. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. So uh, my question hearing, I mean, I haven't admittedly haven't watched the whole video since I've been elbow deep in prolapse videos uh, over the past 24 hours since I'm a I'm a neat guy and I like neat things. Um, And it's basically I have to do these I have to do these resets on my uh, on my Internet video uh, curation since I was already at Pike and musky fishing. And I said, nope, we're not going to watch Redneck spitting into a fucking lake. We can't do that. Let's go back around. Let's circle back. And now we're at depraved um, uh, pornography. And now I feel better. So um, every so often you have to clear your mind with just the most. (laughs) You either got to go on live leak. And uh, I wasn't about to do that. Uh, So (laughs) I went into heavy R instead. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Anyway, so this question I got. And this, I, I, I shout out not, to future endorsements. <laughs> shout out to the future sponsors of the show. <laughs> uh, my questions immediately after watching that video were, "All right, so we know we got cardiovascular damage, right? Yada yada yada. If I mean, if we were doing this in a controlled setting, uh, what I would do is I would look at vaccinated uh, people that had been exposed to the virus previously." or post-vaccination and then vaccinated people who haven't come in contact. Since I am of the opinion that this is most like, if, if it's a result of antigen uh, dependent uh, uh, interactions, I would expect to see it after you get exposed to the virus natively. Mm. That's what I'd expect to see. Now, there also might just be that these proteins that they're injecting are cytotoxic. And that's a fancy word that means that they're they're not very healthy for your cells. Uh, so it could just also be that these 
proteins in the virus, once they get cleaved off, they're really, really tiny. So they're going, you just, it, you, it, it's not odd that you'd expect to see them in capillaries since they're tiny and they're just going to float around until they find some place where they get stuck. And then when they get stuck there, they kill off the cells in that area. And then those cells start to rupture and whatever. And then you get your D dimer. Um, but I, I would like to see, is it a function of the antigen or is it like a repeated antigen exposure or is it a result of the vaccine being shit? And, you know, it's probably a combination of both. Uh, but that's, that's where my brain is going. Well, from my, from my understanding of what I watched on that video and from other information that I've seen, uh, <clears throat> the doctors that are currently out right now are basically having to do it on their own. Each individual doctor is having to collect their own data um, to create their own lists. And then these doctors get together and compare them simply because of the fact that CC, WHO, all major institutions of educational health systems are wanting everything shut down and shut up. What I can gather with my two brain cells rubbing together to create friction is that they have done both as best as can be done uh, preliminary studies of patients who have been previously exposed to the COVID-19 virus prior to any introduction of a vaccine, as well as the rate of reoccurring complications through each patient being re-exposed or recontaminated with COVID-19 vaccine, basically recontracting it and comparing it from that point. Both, both looking at what the vaccine does to a body that has never been exposed and what it does to a body that has previously been exposed and what it does to a body who has been previously exposed with the vaccine. So you have three uh, sources of data to collect from that point of view, from what I gather, there may be more, there obviously probably is um, two guys with computers on the internet, trying to figure some shit out. These guys probably do way more than us. Obviously we're just, discussing. Don't, don't overestimate me. <laughs> I've worked with them. Yeah, they don't really know what they're doing either. I've done a little bit, a little bit of investigating with the people that I know that have been around me. Um, and I've kind of grouped them into probable, probably exposed to the virus natively and then vaccinated versus people that have never been exposed to it and got vaccinated. And from what I've gathered, if, and this kind of goes along with my hypothesis that, you know, the vaccine is shit, so you're going to get damage. Oh, yeah. But if you are exposed to the antigen natively and then you get a vaccine or you get exposed after the vaccine, the side effects are going to be tremendous so what um my realtor she got the little row row in i want to say march of this year and or yeah it was like march something like that and she got you know she was sick she's like sick in her late 60s mid 60s and she got sick uh but then she got over it you know in about a you know a week she got over it um, and then she decided to get the vaccine for reasons I don't understand. And the first time she got the shot, she basically was knocked out, like rendered unconscious for 24 hours after getting it. And that's mm. a big, um, big warning sign that something and they were like, oh, that's a normal side effect. It ain't a normal side effect. Not for a vaccination. You're not supposed to get you're, you're going to feel, you know, a little ugh. And that's from cytokines and all sorts of shit. You're going to feel a little bleh. 
but you're not going to be like, I can literally not move for 24 hours. That's, that's a little bit more severe. Yeah. Uh, and then after her, the second dose, I don't think she had a, a, a bad reaction, but that initial one uh, basically put her out for 24 hours. And she's like, that's never happened to me before in my life ever. And I went, well, yeah, yeah I'm not each surprised. Time, each time she got vaccinated, she went through a 24 hour period of. No, it's only the first time. The second time when she got the second dose, she didn't. Okay. Now that, that, you know, that's not great for my hypothesis, but you know, it could be that it's the same antigen and that's kind of how these viruses work is if it's a different antigen, then you get a more serious response. And that might be why it wasn't that bad the second time around. Now, the people that never got exposed to it uh, before or after really didn't. They were, you know, it was pretty typical vaccine um, side effects, local soreness, local redness, bruising, um, kind of feeling shitty for a day, but nothing really too bad. Um, some got a migraine, but that's again, that's, you know, that's not unheard of. Well, the other... But but anybody who got exposed to the virus before they got the vaccine, didn't matter their age, they got fucking leveled after the vaccine. They would either pass out immediately, like within a minute of getting the vaccine, or it was like a really rapid down. And that's really concerning since now we got these new variants bringing up. And now if they get exposed to those variants, what's that going to do? probably more of the same if i was to make a educated guess well there's there's a couple of hypotheses that are floating around with i think certain levels of credibility one is that certain regions or areas of the country have been given doses with almost a placebo of course you're going to be given a lot of the the basics the things that are essentially what the the vaccine is intended to do not what you think it's intended to do but what it was concocted to do um, essentially rewrite your autoimmune system into basically nothing but as far as any of the other elements some places may have gotten different variations different dosings different amounts because keep in mind they're even coming out in, in public and telling people to their face in these reports that as far as dosing children goes of course, with any medication, you go, obviously, to a lower amount because it's a lower body that's going to be handling whatever is within it. Um, children don't eat as much as an adult. Children don't drink as much as an adult. Children don't do anything in or out of their body as much as an adult. Same thing goes with medicine. And as far as dosing is concerned, they're literally saying right now, two doctors in New York, they had a child, poor kid, that they are using as the guinea pig to, to, to determine the correct amount of quote-unquote antibodies to COVID-19 that would be um, efficient and substantial for a child's um, biological size and weight. So they're literally using this kid as their own um, scale. And it's, it's, that is absolutely disgusting. I think that kid should be taken away and they need to be locked up for doing that. But the bottom line is if they're openly admitting as far as kids are concerned, they don't know the exact dosage or a right amount. Obviously there's still so much left into this, even if it was a perfect, perfect vaccine, like a normal vaccine. If you think normal vaccines are perfect, there's, uh, Oh, look at that. We, the people are the testing of this. Um, I think 
when we see people that have immediate reactions, I think the number is over. Uh, a whistleblower came out to Project Veritas a couple of days ago. I, I haven't seen the release yet. I know what's his name has been talking about releasing the information. I don't. I haven't seen it as of yet, but basically saying that on the inside of the CDC, they collect data, of course, to determine how good or bad any of their um, vaccines are performing. And I can tell you firsthand from giving vaccines, every time that you give one to a patient, you have to log into that patient's chart. You have to file in manually the barcode, the lot number, the serial number, the expiration dates, the manufacturer, the dosing amount, everything about that vial is collected data-wise and is tied permanently to that patient. So for example, in two years, you see 10,000 people in a month up and die from a heart attack or stroke or whatever the case may be, they can go, well, they, I don't know, but that you can go into the data bank and say, okay, all these 10,000 people are within these variations of age. Okay. So it's just a blanket number of people that have one thing in common, which is the cause of death. So what other anomalies are coinciding with each other? And you can whittle it down into figuring out, okay, was it related to a cardiogenic problem that may have just been a one in a million for this patient? Was it um, potential drug use for this other patient? That kind of thing where you can kind of eliminate different variables and determine if this is a quote unquote pandemic, where it is a common denominator amongst a large number of people who have up and died at one particular point in time. Mm -hmm. Now, so far we have seen evidence and I admit that I am not giving it right now. I'm just talking about it. So take it with a grain of salt. It's just my experience. I have seen videos where people have put in their friends' names, their family's names, whatever the case was, who passed away. And the CDC has a VAERS list of people who have died within the parameters or the confines that would suggest it was related to or around the time period of taking a medication, a vaccine, and they punch in the information one day and it's there. They punch in the same information again another month later and it's gone. Their whole case is gone. Their whole information, it pulls up absolutely nothing. So this person who has gone to Project Veritas has essentially been saying that they are confirmed the idea, the hypothesis, the conspiracy theory, whatever you want to call it, that they are fudging the numbers. People on record now are saying roughly about 5,000 deaths are accumulated to the three different variations of the vaccine. This person is saying it's closer to 48 or 49,000. Um, and that's just within six months, uh, seven months. We're in July, we're going on to eight. Uh, you look at the entire, the entire list of people who have had either bottle, and that's just death bodily harm and death related to all of the other vaccines in combination since the, 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 the beginning of collecting this data, which I believe started back in the seventies or late eighties, this is like blowing that out of the water completely. Mm -hmm. Just this one quote unquote vaccine. If I remember correctly, I heard, um, I heard about it through, a guy, the guy that in, I'll say, I'll link the video. It was on Brett Weinstein's uh, 
podcast where he was talking to the guy that invented mrna vaccines mm-hmm. and um you know he's been doing data digging too since this is very concerning and he basically he was using um he wasn't able to use the um vaccine reaction database since he figured that i i don't think he said it but i implicitly i'm gonna go on a limb and say that he um figured that that shit was going to be untrustworthy yeah. since they're going to be messing with it so then he went on to a um medicaid medicare database to track it that way and he found eighty thousand severe reactions or deaths as a as a result of the vaccine in the last six months now to put that in perspective for the people generally like over the over like a decade for every vaccine on the market it's like 1400 (laughs) so 1400 so just 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 for clarification and further emphasis on this 1400 people you said like within a decade time period Mm -hmm. 1400 people is enough to make people question vaccines in general Mm-hmm. We're this talking is eighty thousand, up to eighty 000. between forty and eighty thousand in six months. Six months, and this is the one vaccine that you have to take. They're they're talking about they're they're deliberating it now in legislation to be able to drive, to be able to travel, to be able to fly, to be able to go to college, to be able to be out in public, to be able to have anything. They're Do already doing any- the college thing. They're already doing that. I mean, who goes? That's another thing. Who goes to college? One other than me who is a moron other than people with walls of degrees yeah <laughs> who goes to college in person when you can go online yeah that it, it doesn't make sense no. anymore no um i think i think the the ramifications that we're going to see from this is astounding to those that will have eyes to see but you got to keep in mind we live hum, humanity is such an interesting complex creature a human, if you if a human touches a hot plate and burns their hand, they learn not to do that again. But if four or five other humans are touching their hand to the hot plate and tell that other human it's normal, get over it, don't be a puss, basically social influence, they'll keep doing it. And mm-hmm. you'll get conditioned. You'll become conditioned to accepting this painful out of the norm, what you think should happen experience. And we do that over all the history of time. How do people go through socialism? How does it grow? How does it stay? How does it stay contained? How does it live throughout the like, its life extension in the periods where it does? Look at Cuba. I mean, how do these things happen? And I keep asking, I keep bringing this thing up that I always had this question when I was a kid, when I was learning what I learned about World War II and the Nazis and everything like that. It was always this random Germany is this beautiful place and has great culture. And then out of nowhere, suddenly out of nowhere, Hitler rose to power and then chose one specific group of people to hate and exterminate. And then everybody went along with it. How does that happen? How do you do that? How do you just wake up one day and say, okay, today we're going to hate this people. How do we, how do we as a group put away our individual understanding of a situation to then dive into a trance-like groupthink to agree that we must all live a certain way, have a certain lifestyle, have a certain whatever, and that anything else is bad. Because the only people that silence you are each other. Another human is the cop that arrests you for speaking 
something that's offensive in England. It's another human that is holding the gavel in their gown in the position of a judge that sentences you for that crime. It's another human that shuns you for having an unpopular point of view and then tries everything they can to get you fired. And then it's another human that decides, well, I don't want to deal with all this public backlash, so I'm going to let you go when they're in the position of your boss. It's humans dictating to other humans what a few elite people have concocted as an idea of what everyone should do. When you go to an individual and tell them, if you or I were to walk into somebody's house right now, just knock on the door like these fuckers are doing right now with this whole going to your door, have you taken the jab bullshit? If you or I go to somebody's door, what's the most common response to everybody talking about that? Better not come to my door. Better not be, you know, they don't have to really. They've come to you in the form of a phone. They've come to you in the form of commercials. They've come to you in the form of Mm -hmm. propagandized TV shows. They've come into the form of all these other things that subconsciously, subliminally have changed your perception on things and make you think that you're smart for going along with what everybody else is doing. And then the real thumb in the wound is they're making children, and I say children loosely, not four or five. I mean, 24, 25-year-olds that have never moved out of mama's house and lived on their own. They're taking children and making them believe that they are the fringe. They're the rebel of society when mainstream media, all social media, big government, big corporations are all saying the same thing. Who the fuck do you think you're rebelling against? Mm -hmm. Tell me. I mean, tell me, who are you in today's time period, in essence, in parallel of the 80s, getting a denim jacket, ripping the arms off, putting studs on, sticking your hair into a mohawk? What are you rebelling against when the whole system is telling you what to do and you're agreeing with? What are you rebelling against? You're a pawn. Mm -hmm. You are the foot soldier. You are the Stasi. You are the one. You are that Jew that governed the other Jews when there weren't enough soldiers. Because you've been subliminally mm-hmm. brainwashed into. Well, you're you're a mediocre person, and then someone believe made that. you believe well, you're more than this, mediocre. Get... You know, that's the big that's the big danger. But, with but all here's this. the thing. But here's the thing. Everybody is above mediocrity. Everybody is. Not everybody. Everybody has the potential to be. Everybody in their own little way. Yeah. For how long they can be, that's another question. But when you it's, take somebody who's low status, choice. it goes to choice. It goes to choice. What are you willing to do? Greatness doesn't come cheap. No, that's a greatness that's, doesn't come. I'm not saying we talked about that offline is that it's getting something for free or looking like you've got something for free. That's never a good thing. No, since there's no such thing as free, you're paying for it, but you're just too dumb to see how you're paying for it. You know, you're not just, looking at where not, the price tag is. It's not cash out of your wallet or a deduction out of your paycheck, it's a loss and privilege and, 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 and freedom. Else. Yep. And nothing that is free, even freedom, comes without responsibility. It doesn't mm-hmm. come cheap and it doesn't come without responsibility. And nobody wants responsibility. If my kid doesn't do good in school, it's the teacher's fault. If I didn't get a raise, it's my boss's fault. It's because of racism. It's because of sexism. It's because of whatever ism that you can come up and concoct with and, and, and use as the scapegoat for the fact that you hit your fucking snooze alarm four times, got to work five out five minutes late 
every day for the past two years, every minute, every time that clock hit five, your ass was out of your chair by 5.10, by 5.10, you're in your car driving away from the office instead of finishing up, doing something, whatever, going to the Mm -hmm. gym, making time. It's not taking responsibility and not waking up to the reality that the only one that cares about you having a good life is and should only be you. Mm-hmm. And I, I say should because it's not a collective responsibility for everybody to undertake that everybody should have a good life. My idea of a good life isn't necessarily your idea of a good life and vice versa for everybody else. <laughs> if we spent the time to try and take polls and, and, and collect data on what everyone medium the median idea of what a good life was, we waste 20 fucking years and our life would be gone. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have to do it again for a whole new generation because their idea would be changed because technology changes because changes because the whole point is, look, have the freedom to do you. And if you don't take that responsibility to do it, then that's nobody's fault but you. Yep. Because we live in a world where it's always somebody else's fault or it's always because of someone else's doing, or always because of something else, some invisible boogeyman, some racist white guy that lives up in the hills Mm. of Virginia has some way of having power over your boss in California. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like if you're giving you a promotion because of your color of skin, get like like what you said, like what you said, if you take responsibility for yourself, you get, I think a lot of that comes to then you realize the power that you do have and the limits on, of other people's power. Yeah. If you've never, if you don't recognize you have any power one way or another, and all you see is somebody else, you're going to think they dominate you in every aspect of your, what your, you know, your job or whatever. But so let's way, talk like, about why, why people think they don't have power. And that's the, and that's, you know, all I got to say is, you know, if we want to talk about the U S and talk about bullshit like that. Just look after the Civil War, okay? What did the, let's say, smarter freed slaves do? Well, they tried to do what, you know, tried to do business or whatever right where they were living. Well, that didn't work out so good for most of them. You know, the, the, there was a lot of, let's say, sore feelings within the, uh, the Confederacy. So what did they do? Well, they could have just said, well, I got... This is where I got to be. But they realized they had the power to get up on their feet and fucking leave. So they left to places where the Confederacy didn't have that kind of power, where there wasn't a lot of people or whatever. And they started business there. And then they made it big there, you know, and then they realized, well, okay, this is where I can be, where I don't got to deal with this bullshit. But the only way you get to that point is if you realize where you're at and where your opposition is at currently. And you try to figure out, well, is there any way I can get an edge on them? Is there any way, you know, whatever. And if you can get an edge on somebody, get the fucking edge, you know? Sometimes you can't. Sometimes, you know, that's the way it goes. But at least keep monitoring it. And then you can limit that. Like I said, you limit their power. If you can accurately pinpoint where they're at, you can see where their blind spots are. And you can see where yours are. And if they're aligned, well, then that sucks. But if you got, like, if you can see something they can't see you go right in there and you fucking take over kind of like um the uh let's say the independent journalists on the internet now versus the old school tv media the old school tv media's big blind spot was that they had corporate masters 
that dictated what they have. To, you know, it was all about ratings and all that. Well, if you were an independent journal, well, we'll never get the money. We can't get those stories, blah, blah, blah. We're not. On. Okay. But where's their weakness? Flexibility. They can't do anything on their own. It has to be approved by a, by an overseer. So they, well, I don't got an overseer. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to go look at this. Okay. And then guess what? They can't do that. So then you exploit your opponent's weakness and then you can make that into your strength. But the only way you can do that is if you're honest about yourself and them. And if you don't do that and you decide to live in a lie about one thing or another, all you're going to do is go in fucking circles and you're going to be the first against the wall eventually since you're an easy fucking target. <laughs> That's the way it is. Eventually. Eventually. So, so we're going, I, I brought us off topic. Sorry. I didn't mean to take us out of the car and run around the fields. The video that we have on, is my screen still sharing? It is, right? No, I can't see it. You're going to have to do it again. Okay. So the screen that I have, we just spoke about the, the first video that's going to be still in not showing. Context. Okay. The first video that we talked about that was in context that I, sh that I shared with Andy that you basically shared in a nutshell. This is a video that I just recently saw that really kind of blew my mind. I'll play it through and... I'll try and I'll try and capture the spot that I'm talking about, hopefully a little bit better <laughs> than the last time, because the last time we talked for like almost an hour and a half and had maybe 10 seconds of the video playing someone's lungs who was sick, which would be a lot of different things. And there turns out that there's like 56 million individual little fragments of RNA and they sequence those. And we don't know where any of those individual fragments are from because we didn't get it from a virus, right? And we don't even know that there is a virus because it wasn't even shown. So basically they put these fragments into a computer, combines them into over 3 million possible genomes. And they pick one of those, tweak it to make it look like a bat coronavirus, which probably was a predetermined outcome. And then they put that and they say, this is the index genome. Okay. So then what they do is they put out a set of instructions, like a recipe of how anyone around the world can now do this experiment, except what they're going to do is in the end, they're going to compare it to that index sequence, which is totally contrived by a computer. But since they're never going to get an exact match, right? Because they're not actually testing a real thing, right? They're just combining all these random sequences together. So every time they repeat the experiment by this recipe around the world, and there's been something like, I, I think someone said 40,000 of these that have been done, not one matches exactly. They all are a little bit off. And this is what happens when you try to repeat an experiment that's invalid is that you don't get the same. So pause it for a second. Let me just try to unpause. So I haven't seen this video and the, the title of it, well, I, I, I just, I hate titles like that, where it's like, we got an MIT sign. That's an appeal to authority fallacy. And I fucking hate that shit. But what he's trying to th say, what I believe what he's trying to say is he's talking about um, the PCR test that was done to identify the virus and to um, do like to diagnose people with it. And I talked about this before. The problem was, and this was deliberate. This was very deliberate, is they chose to have such a high uh, replication amount that you could make noise into whatever you wanted it to be. Essentially, you're picking up noise and you couldn't see past the background. Right. If you had a lower replication cycle, 
you could pick out exactly what you were looking for. And there's going to be some variation and shit because, you know, genomes are huge and there's mutations and all that shit. Um, but you can at least dial it in really good. But they chose to not do that. They chose to specifically keep it vague and to keep it as wide as possible. And, you know, we can go in any different direction as to why they chose to do that. But it ends up being you get this no one really knows what they're looking for essentially you get because it's just noise and then people say well this is good noise and this is bad noise well not really we don't know what the fuck we're looking at you know and you know if you amplify you know if you think you got it the way i can explain what's going on what this guy's explaining is look at snow on a dead television channel if you look at the snow long enough you'll see a face or a pattern is the pattern really there or is it not most likely it's not there. It's just random noise and your brain is good at making sense of random shit. So it sees the random shit and it says, this is what it is. So that's what you're looking at. You get all these, these PCR tests and you just got fucking snow. So what are you going to do? Well, you go, uh, okay, that looks good. Well, you might find a viral uh, a part of the target that you're looking for, or it might just be something closely related, something that's not even related or something that just appears to be that way. You know, genomes have a way of sharing a lot of their code with each other. So you could find this coronavirus that you're looking for, or you might find a common cold, or you might find a random sequence in your genome, or you could find a bacterial sequence or whatever. And you don't fucking know because you've replicated shit too high. And now you get too much background noise, you know, and that was a big thing. And people were talking to, you know, and now I, I, I know this is a small divergence, but and I haven't confirmed it yet, so I don't want anyone to take it as gospel. But I heard that the CDC was still recommending this high replication cycle testing protocol for non-vaccinated people diagnostically, and then a much lower than than the typical. I think if memory serves, the typical replication cycle is like uh, three. I think, and three times amplification of what you're talking about. You're looking at something and you're amplifying it three times. And that's typically what the what you're looking for when you want to get specific and find a virus. Since you are looking for a needle in a needle stack, you know, uh, and everyone else, this, and the one they did previously was seven, which is just absurd. <laughs> now you're looking at for a needle in a needle stack from orbit. Like you ain't going to see shit. You ain't going to find nothing you're looking for. So, and now there, there's pushback from what I could gather from doctors and from scientists say, no, you gotta, you gotta lower that for both. And you gotta look for both equally. And there's still resistance for that. No, no, I don't know. We shouldn't track that. Why aren't you tracking it? Why? Why? I ask why? <clears throat> no answers to the whys, but that's what I think this guy, this guy was talking about was that's what he was talking about. Um, and I remember early on when the virus started spreading, our tests that we were using were basically for the SARS virus. That was what, 2006, something like that it was when SARS came out. Uh, we were using that as our baseline and it wasn't any good. <laughs> we couldn't find shit <laughs> since it was a different fucking thing. So then we got, yeah, then it got all fucked up and uh, no one seems to care to, uh, you know, fix the issue. But that's what he was talking about as, as far as I could gather from that yeah. little clip. 
So to the next clip. Now this clip, I'm going to talk to Raish Strapin. LV Bauer, who heads up the program at the main bioweapons lab in London, England, that started the first shots, that's going after the kids, that's doing the trials on children. He studies their blood to see what happens, and he heads the project up, and here he is telling you that it reduces your immune system massively when you take it, so you got to have more shots in the future. Well, talk about capturing humanity. Here it is. So the key message from our finding is that we found that recipients of the Pfizer vaccine, those who've had two doses, have about five to six-fold lower amounts of neutralizing antibodies. Now, these are the sort of gold standard private security uh, antibodies of your immune system, which block the virus. From getting So we found that that's less for people with two doses. We've also found that for people with only one dose of the Pfizer jab, that they are less likely to have high levels of these antibodies in their blood. And perhaps most importantly for all of us going forward is that we see that the older you are, the lower your levels are likely to be. And the time since you've had your second jab, as that time goes on, the lower your levels are also likely to be. So that's telling us that we're probably going to be needing to prioritize boosters for older and more vulnerable people coming up soon, especially if this new variant spreads. So I got background on that too. So the mRNA vaccine as a invention, as a whatever, whatever you want to call it, as a research project has hit consistently to, and I'll try to post some studies, uh, links to the studies in the show notes that I've read. Um, it's been basically a failed experiment for 20 years. <clears throat> it's a good idea in, in, on paper. It's a good idea uh, since it allows you to make vaccines for things that are either rapidly mutating or things that you can't um, vaccinate against effectively any other way. So the big ones are, the big um, examples are HIV and the flu. You can't really do a good HIV vaccine. So they decided, well, let's try gene therapy. And that's basically where the ideas have been for the past 20 years is some sort of gene therapy. And then the mRNA vaccines uh, were part of that gene therapy um, experiment idea cloud. The two main drawbacks to the mRNA vaccine were that either you got severe um, side effects, and this was only done in animal models. It never really progressed to human, uh, to human studies from what I can gather. And animal models are not notoriously shit, uh, but in the animal models, you either saw really bad side effects or it didn't do shit. Either you weren't able to get any antibodies, so that meant that the vaccine was no better than a placebo shot, or you got cardiovascular damage from cytotoxic uh, fragments. And, and what are we seeing now? Well, basically the same two things. <laughs> Either you get fucked up from the fragments or nothing happens. So it's not so much that, you know, your immune system is destroyed. That's not what's going on. What's going on is the vaccine isn't, you're not, you're not making antibodies the way the vaccine should be making them, should be making you make them. So like you get a tetanus shot, your body makes antibodies against the tetanus toxin, right? right. You get a, uh, you get a um, rabies vaccine that I have gotten. Uh, your body makes antibodies against the rabies virus. So that way, when you get exposed to these things in the future, you know, either you're 
don't show any symptoms or they're really not an issue. The problem with these mRNA vaccines is they don't do anything. <laughs> they seem to be more of a net negative than anything. They just kind of sit there and they either fuck up your blood, your cardiovascular system, your reproductive system, or nothing. <laughs> or, or you sit there and you have no protection whatsoever. So they're giving these people boot. And this is something that the, uh, the guy that invented this type of vaccine was talking about. And I'll try to link to, the, uh, to what his, his post about it was. He said that if you look at the European data on the vaccine, and they used, uh, I think they use Pfizer and Moderna almost exclusively. Or maybe not Moderna, they used by, I can't remember. Um, he found that the countries that had 90 plus percent double, you know, completed the vaccine regimen had no um, protection against this new variant whatsoever. So it's just burning through the population again. And then he compared it to like the Eastern European countries and the Southern European countries that did nothing. And since they're like, eh, who gives a shit? You know, our water is the same. We drink out of the same water we take a shit in. So I don't think this is our biggest issue. Uh, they found that the, the variant isn't doing anything there. They're not finding any real significant new infections. Even though they're all being exposed to the same shit, they're fine. They have natural immunity and it's providing protection. And the vaccinated immunity is doing fuck all for it. So his, his position is, Look, we got a lot of side effects going on. We got a lot of damage going on and it's not giving us any fucking protection. We need to talk about this right fucking now. And uh, crickets, oh, crickets. It's a net zero. The only positive to it is that it's essentially from my understanding, instead of it giving you, so a virus can mutate rapidly in a 24 hour time frame. It can mutate hundreds of times, if not thousands, right? So this vaccine is to the very first variant and what it's doing is it's taking your immune system and it's reprogramming it to say, this is the thing that you need to attack. This, just this, this and this alone, not the cold, not the flu, not pneumonia, not anything else, just this. And it's taking a large portion of your antibodies and programming it to focus on just that. So it can fly right by your autoimmune, your, your immune system. And that includes any other variant. Now, Going back to this video, I want to, sh I want to share some, some of this with you. Of the immune system you had previously, and you're going to need shots every month, every month. This gets rid of your immune system. It basically gives you the equivalent of HIV. It even has the HIV delivery system in it, uh, but it doesn't do a different mechanism and destroys your body's immune system. They've committed mass crimes against humanity. I think we're too stupid to know it's happening. I had a huge brainstorm yesterday, and I did uh, seven hours of research yesterday evening until 3.30 in the morning, and I'm going to present that here today. But here's just a small prelude of what's coming up. Here he is. The message from our finding is that we found that recipients have about five to six-fold lower amounts of neutralizing antibodies. Now, these are the sort of gold standard private security uh, antibodies of your immune system, which block the virus from getting into your cells in the first place. And so we found that that's less for people with two doses. We've also found that for people with only one dose of the Pfizer jab, 
that they are less likely to have high levels of these antibodies in their blood. And perhaps most importantly for all of us going forward is that we see that the older you are, the lower your levels are likely to be. And the time since you've had your second jab, as that time goes on, the lower your levels are also likely to be. So that's telling us that we're probably going to be needing to prioritize boosters for older and more vulnerable people coming up soon, especially if this new variant spreads. So, so this is my, my take on it. We're going to kill a good amount of people up front. Those that survive, we have basically patented their immune system. We have made an immune system something like a utility where you're going to have to renew and pay for every month. And if you don't, well, you die. And again, there will be more people that will die from that level again, because of financial availability, physical ability to go and get. So it's going to be a staggering downslope. It sounds very familiar as to what someone who was once in charge of all this said in a Ted talk hmm. that, if, that if we do really good, at ensuring food availability, water, health services, like abortions, because those are considered health services now, and really good at our vaccines, then we can reduce the population by 10 to 15%. Now we would vaccination in that algorithm because vaccines are supposed to help you, right? Now let's go. Folks saw that and uh, got about 5 million views and Twitter took it down. It was on an international TV. And then I went and read a bunch of his papers and he admits it gets rid of your immune system. So, wow, <laughs> who needs an immune system? Thank you, Pfizer. Oh, it's all coming up. Oh, and guess who's sponsoring making little kids wear masks? You guessed again, Pfizer, the spirit of Hitler lives. I began to research off a clip that I ran into at like eight at night of Trudeau, the guy that says he wants to be a communist Chinese dictator, the prime minister of Canada, still got him in lockdown up there. Yeah, he went on record saying that they're announcing that he admires his way of forced booster shots because they're trying to make them forced every year. And in 2004, they go here of whatever quote Pfizer wants to put in you. Then off of that, I did some more research and I said, I wonder who's directing this project. So I looked up who directs the project of how to quote tweak the Pfizer shot. And I found the former Pfizer employee who heads up the project. For the main level four bioweapons lab in London, England, that we'll be telling you about. And I watched seven or eight of his videos and then read, scanned over dozens of his papers. And by the time I was done, my jaw was on the ground and it went right back to Henrietta Lacks. Check this out. That we told you about. This is what this black cool. woman that got eaten alive by cancer in one week and they cut her uterus out, stole it. And it's the basis of all human cloning, everything today. The cells won't die. They have factories all over the world that just create her cells. And I already knew all this, but my God, I didn't know they cloned her in 1966. They spliced her with mice in 1966. I mean, we, uh, I mean, folks, you've seen the thing where it like jumps on things and eats them. That's, that's what ate her. And they even say they don't believe it's human, doesn't have our genome, doesn't have our chromosomes. And they call it another species in debate whether what was in our uterus is an alien. I'm going to show you Wikipedia, and then I'm going to show you the actual documents. Now, this little feller right here, because let me tell you, I'm not. <laughs> Busting out the Wikipedia. Knocking on your door for 10 years, and you wouldn't listen. And you laugh. 
that's me knocking on your door. You laughed at me. Yeah, they um but here, I, I have a I have a question, an open-ended question. So I haven't like I know about the fight the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah. Fairly decent enough and the Moderna one fairly decent enough, but I don't know enough about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. So I know I'm not sure if the Johnson and Johnson is also an mRNA vaccine or not. I don't think so. So so from my understanding, and I'm not a, who am I? I'm a dude on a computer, right? From my understanding, the Johnson and Johnson, more of a financial tag on of the company. They wanted to push something out so they could get money too. It's not an mRNA. It's not built the same way. And because it's not built the same way, it doesn't, as of right now, have a booster plan for it. Now, that, of course, can change at any time because they're going to want to you know, keep up with the other two companies. But Johnson & Johnson Public Rep as the other two, and if you've noticed, as far as any public backlash goes, where the actual MSN will actually talk about any physical damages that have been caused by any vaccine, Johnson & Johnson is one of the only ones, if the only one, that gets any TV time or some type of slap on the wrist of saying this is and what that's happened. why you got to look at it. I'm trying, I'm trying to take a look at, I'm just right now I'm looking on Johnson and Johnson's website. I think it see. was more of a scapegoat. I think it was more of a, well, I don't think it's a scapegoat. What I think scored one step back. What, what I think, you know, this is again, an ideal. Financially as well as, like I said, they've been trying to do these MRNA vaccines for 20 years and they can't get them to go anywhere and vaccines are historically real shit investments from pharmaceutical from the pharmaceutical point of view right so since you get them once and you're fucking done you know that's not where they make their money they make their money on things like ritalin viagra shit that you gotta take every fucking day of your life right medication all that right and then they can jack up the price or epinephrine insulin whatever that's where they make their fucking money they don't fucking make their money on a tdap they don't make their money on that um they do that basically to keep their their consumer base alive long enough okay. to get on their other drugs. Well, they look. also do that for for tax write offs. They also do that for philanthropy and and publicity. That's another way that major corporations will use shell companies like Pfizer to then funnel money into different areas to then be able to take that money off of the books from what should be investors' money, uh, private donors' money, and then redistribute it amongst the upper. Now, let me take a look. Echelon within that company, worthy of having an extra penny in their pocket. There was a report that was done on Pfizer about four years ago, ironically, that exposed a lot of the happenings within the company. Pfizer is one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies that has had the most um, public lawsuits against them for yeah. damages, and they've paid out more than any other company. And the report also even showed how they build. Uh, shell companies that do absolutely fuck all that are basically almost just more than a PO box and company does get hit with a lawsuit like that. Then they push that off onto the responsibility of that shell company and close that shell company down. Then that, then the overall company Pfizer can claim loss of profit, loss of, you know, everything. It's a further tax write-off. It's a further bonus in their pocket. They spend a hundred bucks to gain a thousand basically. And they yep. get to deep face. Yep. It's a smart fucking move. Well, just like how Bill Gates did when he was about to go bankrupt over Microsoft. He, re, he rebranded himself as a 
philanthropist took all the money that he reinvested it into different private organizations, got ties with other rich people, told them that his scheme was going to be, you know, basically a payday. They funneled in more money. And now he is the biggest investor into WHO. And he essentially financially dictates what the WHO does. Anybody that's ever had a job that works for somebody when the owner or the owner's family or the owner's friend or some higher up needs a service that your company offers. I don't care if it's a tune up on a car, oil change or medical health care. You know, the red car form, you know, they get everything possible under the sun given to them. There's no hold. There's no stops that are going to be left in the ground. They're all pulled out. And it's the same way. So they were investing heavily into this because they saw the future foresight of saying, okay, we have this availability of these uh, vaccines and, and basically the the digital passports coming up, we're going to be the ones not only writing it, we're going to be the ones holding it. You can't hate them for being able to take advantage of uh, social trends. Everyone would do it in their position. That's the fucking smart thing to do. So I looked up real quick what the J&J vaccine is. Um, and it is, like you said, it's more of a traditional vi- uh, vaccine. So they, it's a modified adenovirus. And um, mm-hmm. the adenovirus is your vector. So you get exposed to the adenovirus that's been modified, your immune system attacks that virus, and then in doing so has immunity towards the coronavirus. Now, if this goes to my initial hypothesis that, you know, well, it's not even a hypothesis, it's just that um, this immune dependent um, enhancement that's with, that's in, in a part and parcel of coronaviruses, once you get exposed to one, if you get exposed to it again and again, it boosts its virulence within that person. And um, since the J&J vaccine is the only one that works, essentially, the other ones either don't do anything or they're wrecking up your body in another way. Um, Since the J&J vaccine is the only one that works, that that's why they have all these immediate side effects. Since as soon as you're exposed to the second dose or you're exposed to the native virus, you get a fucking antigen enhanced response to the virus, which is what everyone was saying was a concern back in early 2020 was that this is going to be a fucking problem. We haven't figured out a way to get around this yet. Why should this be any different? And J&J is, just took the, took the more um, ethical route on this, finding a more established method of vaccination and just did you know what worked in the past, let's do it now. They used it in their Ebola vaccine, which I was a part of. Uh, they did it in their HIV vaccine, which I was a part of. They did it in their Zika vaccine, which I was a part of. Um, and uh, they, uh, I wasn't really a part of the J and J specifically. I was a part of, uh, was it? I forget the company, but it was the same fucking project. Those three projects I was involved with. Um, so they used this, and it worked fine in those. So then, oh, why the fuck not use it this way? Well, it works just as you thought it would, and then you get side effects just like you thought you were going to get. But you're not getting with the J and J vaccine. You're not getting the same cellular damage that you're getting with the modern the mrna vaccines it's not well, doing anything like that it's I'm not doing on natural complications any of so but i guess if you had to pick, pick the least of three evils take that one if you're gonna <laughs> do it. but even then like so this is why you gotta i say you gotta watch this since we have the numbers that say that the other two are more dangerous than the j and j vaccine by right. a long shot. It's not like the J&J vaccine safe. It's not that it's dangerous right. per se. It's just that the virus it's trying to protect you against has a built-in kill switch. So right. like, what are you going to do? You can't do anything about it. And like you said, J&J is just trying to capitalize on the situation. Right. Um, now they're hammering them and they're pushing this mRNA vaccine. 
do you think that the reason why they're doing this is not, you know, you can go the route of population control, which it very well, I mean, it very well might be in that. And all roads are pointing to that. But I would, instead of going down that road, why don't we go down the filthy capitalist road? And now you get to invent designer vaccines that have very, have a, like if you do a mass vaccine campaign, you know, like Tdap, MMR, any of that shit, do a mass vaccine campaign, you're not really making money because once you do it, it's done. And then no one, the virus dies off and that's that. And bah. But if you get something like HIV and you know that your vaccine type is the only kind that can vaccinate against it and you know you can, you know, it has a smaller population so you can't get it as a public health, you know, emergency, we need this now. And you can kind of treat it like diabetes in a way, you know, like if we treated diabetes type one, the same way we treated, we treat any other, you know, virus or anything, insulin would be next to nothing, you Mm -hmm. know, but okay. How many people really have type one diabetes? Not a lot. So they don't got a lot of political sway is what that is. So that way you can fucking railroad them. So how many people have HIV? Not a lot of people. Okay, let's fucking railroad them. And now we're going to charge for one dose of our HIV vaccine. It takes five for you to be immune to it. All right. And you still got these, you know, these antigen problems. So you're probably going to have to get boosters every fucking year to keep until it goes away. Okay, let's charge $500 a shot. And then insurance will cover it since it'll be a part of that. And you can charge $500 a shot and then just bilk the fuck out of that population. So it has nothing to do with population control as such that's just kind of a side effect you know ends justify the means if you're just being a filthy capitalist you're like well look here we can make a lot of fucking money off of these kind of small populations that have small and you could do the same vaccine in theory to the diabetics because it's a gene therapy mechanism we'll just get them to do that and then they won't have type 1 diabetes well then we just fucking built them now it's a thousand dollars a shot you know and you can make a whole shit ton of money off it. So I wonder if that's more the motivation than, because you get like the Bill Gates of the world. Yeah, they want to fucking prune the, 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 the world's population. Sure, whatever. But not everybody thinks that way. Since some people think that's a bad idea for your bottom line, it kind of hurts your bottom line to kill off, you know, 98% of the world's population. And it's a lot better if you can keep as many as alive as possible and then just bilk a solid percentage of them every year for treatment, you know? So I wonder if another that, one. And that's why they're not, they're not, the CDC is not pushing this. Nobody's pushing any backlash against these guys. And they're all running fucking cover operations is just because they're all going to get massive fucking kickbacks. Another one. You know, I wonder if that's more of what's going on than yeah. a population control mechanism. Uh, it could be. It could be. I think, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a this or that kind of situation. I think it probably could be both. Now, as far as J&J, I think we're kind of putting it in the light of saying, oh, it's it's actually the remedy. It's actually the cure where I think more, it's hot, but it's better. I think the concern here is none of them, none of them have done any amount of logistical study on it. And I, and, and I agree. I think if there is one to, to, to pick based on evidence, it would be J&J. However, 
any of them, man, you're running the risk. I'm not of... picking the change. I'm not doing that one. <laughs> the evidence is pointing that I'm right. <laughs> that you're gonna you're gonna fucking get a small. You're gonna get the Ebola experience rapidly. And I yeah. am about that life. I ducked that bullet once. I ain't doing it again. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not down for any of them. But let's continue. I'm not gonna pretend to know exactly what they're doing, but let's just say this: it's world ending, baby. Not hyperbolic. They're at all. putting Henrietta Louse in you, and one other white baby that got aborted in the third trimester, also in the late sixties. But she's from 1951. So, ladies and gentlemen, woo! This isn't a science fiction movie. You went to sit down and eat some milk duds and popcorn, drink Coca Cola. This is chills up my spine. I got in bed at 3:30, and you should probably get more sleep. <laughs> I literally had to get back out of the bed again. Alan, stop taking bull yeah. nut to the, the IV and bull testosterone. Hey. Get some sleep. <laughs> Because we already knew this stuff, but man, this is bad. This is bad, bad, bad. They admit on video, and I'm going to show you when we come back, that they had the guy that heads the program up, that it gets rid of your immune system. And then when you've taken two Pfizer shots alone, your immune system fixed what it was. And you're like, well, that's hiding criminal activity in plain view. Why would, because they have to just say it like, hey, pedophilia is legal. I got articles right here. Mainstream news. Horrifying Berlin foster experiments saw kids deliberately given to pedos to see if sex abuse was good for them, close quote. Well, you know. Told you about that a long time ago, but it's mainstream news. They did it to 30,000 plus children all over Germany. Babies to be raped by men in an experiment. So, and it's the same group, but but what I'm getting at here well, is- At least somebody had fun. Man. <laughs> you have to hide it in plain view. Like, well, sure, we give kids pedophiles. What's the big deal? Or sure, of course, we injected black people with syphilis. Oh, oh. Oh, the Henrietta Lack story? Guess where it comes out of? Tuskegee. And the human cloning, Tuskegee, Alabama. That's right. <laughs> Who would want to live in Alabama? And then they spliced her with everything. <laughs> it's America's guinea pig. We go, ah, no one's going to fucking pay attention. Never stop replicating. And they're too dumb to fight back. It's on the table All in right. the five years. But if you get, put them in any type of medium, they just keep growing and growing and growing and growing. They send her cells to space. They divide even faster. Folks, I'm not joking. This is all real, okay? But just the bombshells that I'm giving you here, you're going to see video of Trudeau saying, oh, you're going to get shots every year, and then you're going to learn why. They're now saying, oh, you need 10 shots a year. It's a therapeutic, and we're going to give you cancer drugs if you have COVID because, oh, it's like cancer or HIV they're now announcing. I have those clips. But like, you don't know. It's like HIV. It never goes away. But then they go, oh, and the vaccine gets rid of your immune system. It never goes away, but don't worry. We got cancer drugs for you after the shots don't work. Woo! Permanently wipes out your bone marrow and your lymph nodes able to defend you. They're just lowering everybody's defenses right now for extermination. That's how powerful we are is they've got to actually put this. I mean, they've done it. They've done it. They've done it. And I guess we're going to join all the aborted babies now because they're, they're, I mean, Within six months to a year, and it's already happening, just the death's going to be everywhere. When the viruses and the mutations hit this fall, they're going to say it's COVID. Everything's going to be locked down. There's going to be dead people all over the place. See, that's that's what I think. I think that the whole reason why this was set where you've seen all the evidence that points to these vaccines being the culprit. They're going to turn around and say that it's it's the virus itself and further restrict human population's ability to live free. They're already talking about how... I mean, you look at the mainstream media, um, Harris even said that endorsed the idea that the main reason why we have 
such high numbers of COVID, uh, COVID cases in America now is because of those who are unvaccinated. They specific majority of the people that are in hospital right now with COVID are people that have not had their first vaccine, which is outright bold faced lie. So I think what they're essentially going to do is they hit, they hit us with a virus that was bullshit. They're giving us a vaccine that's deadly. When the ramifications of the vaccine come out, then they're going to uh, smoke screen it and say that it was the virus, even though, sadly, you can see a vast majority of people in America, uh, it's kind of a split, half and half. So when you see half of the population start keeling over, they're going to say that half were the people that didn't have the virus, the vaccine. Now, when public backlash comes out and says, no, my grandma did have the vaccine. No, my mom did have the vaccine. No, my dad did have the vaccine. That's We've already seen how public dissent has been silenced, where the tongue has been cut out of anybody that has anything to say that doesn't go along with the mainstream narrative that is being pushed, regardless of what it is, whether it's skin color, whether it's race war, whether it's vaccine and medical information, it doesn't matter. If it doesn't go along, if it doesn't jive, it's not going to be there. This podcast, including at some point in time, it's going to be taken off the air, taken out of circulation. And when people start waking up and realizing, I heard it on Fox Roundtable, I think, where they were discussing censorship. And they said, you don't really know that censorship is happening until it happens to you. That that's the biggest red pill. That's the biggest voice when they realize that it's their voice that's being silenced that people start waking up and realizing that it's happening. And it's true. And I think that when we start seeing the ramifications of this vaccine in the next three to five years, 10 years tops, that's when we're really going to start seeing people start waking up. But at that point, it's going to be too late because we're already going to have a a vaccine passport. We're already going to have a new social credit score. We're already going to have all these other implications or implementations in place where if we do revolt, if we do not comply, then everything is shut off. And you and I have already talked about on camera and off camera, how that will have a job to do. They have kids to feed. I'm just doing my job. That only flies so far when you talk about how it affects the bigger scale of the wheel rolling down the hill and who all is under the wheel that gets killed. But in the day-to-day actions, the, mon- the minutia, the, the, the mundane events that, that culminate into big, big catastrophes, people don't really take action on that. I mean, you look at the way situation is right now where they say Joe Biden got the most votes in any president in history, yet they had to take down his inauguration or one of his 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 first speeches because it got so many down votes on YouTube. They just the wife itself took it off their own website. I mean, we have revolted peacefully as much as possible thus far. We don't comply. We don't listen to when Biden speaks other than just to laugh at him and then feel bad because he's our president and he's representing us on a, on a nationwide stage. We don't agree with him. We don't, we don't want to be represented by it. We have no interest in it. So we, we cast our vote for our opposition against him by our silence, our lack of presence in his rally corner. And that does nothing. Everybody in America knows we're being lied to by the mainstream media. That does nothing. There is no, the thing that, that conservatives and the thing that people that are awake have going against them is logic because logic dictates that if you are caught in a lie, you're either going to quit lying or if you double down and continue on, no one's going to believe you and that you're evinced by your own stupidity. Logic says, if I don't agree with you, if we all don't agree with you, then the 
proverbial somebody, as we've discussed before, will step up and essentially take that person's place. And they will be silenced by lack of quote, going, going, going along with. But that isn't the way this works. The only thing that I can think of as an analogy is if you went to somebody's birthday party as a kid, right? And the kid that you go to the birthday party is now being a total ass. He's being a complete brat. And his parents are total pussies and pushovers. And the kid's dictating to everybody how they should play with their toys, how they should be doing things, who should go where. There is no, you know, I was in line first. Let's all play to get along, that kind of thing. He's just being a complete and total dick. And everybody's standing around thinking, okay, when's mom or dad correct this? And I say that from a personal experience as a kid where I personally did go through circumstances and situations that were uh, racially divisive and very, let's just put it this way. If I, if I didn't have Jesus, I could definitely relate a whole lot to American history X. <laughs> um, but you sit there and you think, okay, someone's going to come in. Someone's going to take over. Someone's going to make this right. And no one ever does. Job said, when he in his ash with his three friends who kept repeatedly telling him he did something wrong, you know, he didn't. He said, there will be a vindicator. I will have someone that will be on my side that will plea my case. And that was the first um, prophecy of Jesus who, would, who was to come. But the point here is, is that people who have logic, that is what opens your eyes. And unfortunately, what usually sows your mouth shut. Well, like my favorite little uh, because you Soviet think. nesting doll likes to say, uh, it's easy to train a smart dog than a dumb one. If you got a smart dog, you can train it to do whatever you want very quickly, and it'll never back talk since it's smart and it knows it's smart. You get a dumb dog, you can't get that shit to do anything. It does its own thing all the time. So all these people that it shouldn't be a surprise in the in the in the context of this vaccine or whatever that the biggest bootlicks, the biggest uh, jackbooted thugs, whatever, are doctors, are nurses, are scientists. They're the smart ones in the group. The smart dogs are the easiest sure. to train. And they were trained sure. to just follow along. This is the right thing to do. You want to be doing the right side of history, don't you? And they know enough to know that they want to be on the right side. And us sure. great unwashed dumb masses are just too stupid to see that. We're just too dumb, and that's why we're self-centered and stupid and whatever. Or they get to the point where they know so, so much beyond the curtain, and they realize, um, what can, or they think, what can I do? What can I do? I can't stop this avalanche of shit that's coming down on us. So I either get on my board and ride on it, or I try and stand in front of it and just become swept under it. And if I write it, then at least I'll provide for my family and kids. You know, it's just like how, uh, what's his name? The big bad boogeyman. There's a lot of Antifa and stuff. I can't think of his name now to save my life. His parents, who were, I think, Austrian, think. Um, parents were very wealthy. They sent his sister to one place and his son. He paid off a, a, a Nazi officer to say that he was his like nephew or something. And he went around and worked with the nazis and collected are oh, you talking about george soros yeah soros yeah he's hungarian but yeah i'll i'll, I'll uh, i think he's hungarian i mean you sit there and you go hungarian whatever you sit there and you go I, I either am going to be killed under this avalanche or i can at least write it as long as i can and hopefully i can write it out 
But I know for a fact that this very second, this very second, if I take a stand, I'm dead. And I know for this very second, if I ride it out, I'll live. And they just ride second by second, day by day, update by update, new protocol by new protocol. I think there is something to be said. I was listening to a podcast and once recently about the kind of about this, about the Western ideal of heroism and how the Western idea of heroism is always tied to martyrdom. And that's largely due to a Christian context since the early Christians were all martyred. So we have this ingrained cultural thing that a hero, the, per- the people, you know, in the Christian context, they're the ones that, you know, save people. Right. You know, they're the ones that brought the word out. Right. Well, they had to die. So then that means that if you really want to be a hero, you have to look at your culture's greatest heroes, who are these people who all were martyred. So then we tie the idea of martyrdom to heroism. We always have. And we always, it doesn't matter what our context is, military, whatever. Sure. We, we always look at, oh, the real heroes died. They didn't come back. No, sure. I mean, they just fucking died. And like, that's the, maybe they did the heroic shit, but as the ma- fact of the matter is they're dead. Whereas the Eastern idea of it um, is more attuned to working against the system longer like in the best way you can without dying, you know? So like the gulag guard or the NKVD uh, interrogator who instead of torturing you to death just goes, Hey, listen, if you tell me, give me a name, they'll go to a work camp for a year and I'll have to put a bullet in your head, but then you won't get tortured and they won't get tortured. Okay, fine. I mean, he spared a handful of other people's lives and he stopped you from suffering. So in that regard, he's a hero in that regard, since the system, he's not going to be able to stop it. So there's no point in being a martyr. You're not going to be able to stop it, but you can still help other people within that system and then stop the system from corroding and corrupting further as much as you can. You can work on it and just kind of go, okay, well, we're just got to keep our head down, but we can, re- so like we can, you, this was kind of a, a thing I had before I left Hawaii was like, do I want to end up as a, in fucking prison? doing a protest or whatever against the this bullshit fucking liberal hellscape that's going on over there with the vaccine passports and all that and then i'm like why would i martyr myself what is that going to help like i'll be i'll be a, a special on the daily wire sure they're like he's a good guy you should probably donate to his gofundme that's not really going to help me when i'm getting pushed around in the showers is it you know i'm still getting fucked over but maybe instead of doing that you just go okay i'm going to write it out and i'm going to tell five people not to do this and then we can stop the corrosion to this extent. We stop the corrosion here and then we just wait. And then when we have an opportunity, we can push back a little bit and just get smaller victories in a more tactical sense than just go out guns blazing and get burned. You know, what, 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 where's the fucking, uh, well, it's kind of like, uh, it's something like you, you like to point out our OG favorite Protestant, Martin Luther, you know, he could have became a martyr for the Protestant cause easily could have became a martyr did he do that though no <laughs> he just was in the system he was just like now nah, i'm gonna still just keep doing what i'm doing but i'm just gonna tell you guys this shit is bullshit yeah <laughs> in a shit posting literal shit posting with his fucking letter in his tax what are we doing <laughs> fuck you guys you know and he did more good doing that than they make it rain pamphlets on lands you know he ended up crippling the catholic church in a way that they've really never recovered from but he did it through a more Eastern idea of heroism than the Western. If he, cause if he would have, he would have gone up to the Pope 
and tried to stab him or whatever and just got killed. Oh, he'd have been a martyr. Sure. And people would have talked about him in the underground. Sure. How and would that have helped change it? And, and, and history would have been changed about him into a very negative slide. Yeah, exactly. And then what good is it? You know, because yeah. history, as, as uh, everyone's favorite Austrian like to say, history is written by the victor. So if you win, you can just That's write cool. off people, you know, yep. they just don't exist. So the Catholic Church would have won. Martin Luther would have been this weird little blip and then nothing would have happened. But he chose to do the smarter route of here being a hero. And he ended up crippling the Catholic Church and changed the landscape of Christianity forever. So I'm going to ask you a question now. Don't answer it now. We're going to watch more of it at the end. So we have time to collect our thoughts so we don't go off on more tangents because I know I'm great at bringing us into that. Um, so what do you do if they tell you your kid has to wear a mask at school? You have to get the vaccine. It's a multi-point question with all the same topic. Your kid and you. So your whole, your whole family, your whole dynamic, your whole, your whole life has affected by succumbing to mask regulations, social distancing, and vaccination. You have no choice. If you do choose not to, then you have no credit. You have no availability of a job. You have nothing of that. So don't answer yet. We'll finish watching this and then we'll talk. Because as we've just discussed, there's two real main ways of fighting something passively or directly the Western ideology way or the Western way. Let's fit this and we'll discuss what we think might be the best course of action because this isn't, this isn't like a hype. This isn't something that isn't going to happen. I mean, this isn't. It's already happening. What if this is, what do we do? And it's going to get worse and worse and worse until we wake up that they're doing this to us on purpose. I don't care if you're in the Navy or you're a farmer or you're in the FBI or you're in the military or you're a school teacher. I don't care who you are. This is going to get you. You're, you're not getting that. You're not getting out of this. They got cells that they debate are alien that they're putting in all this. The Gardasil shots, all the major vaccines. Henrietta Lacks, whatever ate her. Everyone on earth is being injected with cellular product from an immortal cell line from a black woman that died in 1951. An aggressive cancer. They believe it's not of human cells, different genome that cannot die, ate her in a week. They took it for research. They've only found one other human they admit that had an immortal cell line that was an aborted baby in the 1960s. But undoubtedly, they've got other immortal cell lines that they're not telling us about in others in plants and animals. That's why there's some trees they'll find that normally can live 500 to found that are 4,000 years old. There's certain cell lines that are basically immortal. This is the secret to immortality that so many sought out, the Holy Grail. And they are testing it all on us to then get tissue samples they believe to find out of all these horrible mutations that are going to happen, a controllable immortal cell line for life extension. So now you know the main mode of power, control, playing God. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show. Let me give you the bombshell information. You have to understand this is seven hours of research yesterday that dovetails into years of research, but the, the, the rabbit hole is so deep that we only scratch the surface and we've gone deeper than anybody else but the two are light years ahead of us. They're evil, they're hunchbacked, they're almost always connected to pedophilia because it's about dehumanizing humanity. They're the scum of the earth, but they are willing to go randomly do raw research, as they call it, and to get control of society to play God, and now they're doing it. Here is Justin Trudeau, 
the leader of Canada who said in multiple occasions he admires dictatorship. Here he is yesterday announcing that they're buying from Pfizer with Bill Gates, the Rockefeller Foundation, run everything. The mass mandates on kids, everything. They're the ones behind it. I'll show you those documents next segment. They are now coming out. This is the project director, David L.V. Bauer, group leader of the most prestigious facility, one of the most prestigious facilities in the world, the Francis Crick Institute, the biggest, most high-tech bio lab in the world in London. And here they are saying, you need your monthly dose now, at least 10 shots. They say monthly, but that, they say 10 a year, not 12. Pfizer says goes into you. And he goes on to say, and I went and read his papers where he says this, they've studied those injected with the Pfizer shot alone in the UK and from around the world. He's from North America, but he lives in England. He's an Oxford scholar, Cecil Rhodes scholar. That's the Global Government Trust, Rhodes Scholar. And he's running this particular program. And he says, this gets rid of your immune system. He just said, oh, you're not going to have an immune system anymore. But it's okay, because now we're going to give you shots all the time. We're going to play him in a moment. But first, here is Trudeau saying it. And then here is this individual, uh, the head scientist leading uh, the uh, testing that's actually showing that you don't have uh, the immune system after you do this. I mean, this is just earth shattering, but they put it out like it's no big deal. You've got something less than one-tenth of different, even in sick people, even in old people, comorbidities. You've got something that doesn't even affect the young, but thanks to hysteria and the irrational behavior, they're now telling you, oh, and, and we showed mainstream news articles last segment when I mentioned that, they just pulled up articles, mainline news going, well, yeah, the Pfizer shot does get rid of your immunity. They all do. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen, David L.V. Bauer. First, we're going to play the leader of Canada, still under lockdown, yesterday. Here it is. While more and more Canadians are getting vaccinated right now, it's also important to plan ahead for the future. We've reached an agreement with Pfizer for 35 million booster doses for next year and 30 million in the year after. This deal includes options to add 30 million doses in both 2022 and 2023, and an option for 60 million doses in 2024. Pfizer has been a solid partner for Canada in this fight against COVID-19, and we're happy to be one of the first countries to secure an agreement with them going forward. These boosters will be the latest version of the Pfizer vaccine based on research and testing, and they will help us keep the virus under control. And the work doesn't end there either. We're on ongoing discussions with other vaccine manufacturers about their plans for booster shots too. Their plans, they say it, what's in it secret. They don't do public testing. They just give you the experimental injections, which they admit give you blood clots and can kill you and attack your uterus. And, oh, you'll think you have cancer, but don't worry, it's not cancer. Though people then go in and have stage three, stage four cancer. That's mainline news. And they're just normalizing it. Hey, it gets rid of your immune system. Hey, a lot of people are getting cancer within a few weeks of taking this. No, it, it, it is causing it. Just don't worry. That's just a happy side effect. And they've noticed if they just normalize it, like, hey, we're going to have human sacrifice. Bring your firstborn son up to the temple next week. We're going to cut their heart out under the full moon. And people went, well, everybody's cutting their child's heart out. Every culture went into a decadent cycle and would demand the firstborn boys and girls be killed. Every culture. Mesoamerica, if you've got a German background, your ancestors ate their children in certain times. If you've got a Latin American background, Mesoamerican, your ancestors ate their children. Uh, if you've got an ancient African background, you're, you, there were times when people sacrificed their children. Why does every culture do this? There is an evil group that gets control and does this. 
Look at this headline, mainline news, DW.com, The Sun, everything reporting it. Horrifying Berlin foster experiments saw 30,000 children deliberately given to pedophiles to see if sex abuse was, quote, good for them. That's human sacrifice right there. This is a cult. So here's David L.V. Bauer, who heads up the program at the main bioweapons lab in London, England, that started the first shots, that's going after the kids, that's doing the trials on children. He studies their blood to see what happens, and he heads the project up, and here he is telling you that it reduces your immune system massively when you take it, so you got to have more shots in the future. Well, talk about capturing humanity. Here it is. So the key message from our finding is that we found that recipients of the Pfizer vaccine, those who've had two doses, have about five lower amounts of neutralizing antibodies. Now, these are the sort of gold standard private security antibodies of your immune system, which blocks the virus from getting into your cells in the first place. So we found that that's less for people with two doses. We've also found that for people with only one dose of the Pfizer jab, that they are less likely to have high levels of these antibodies in their blood. And perhaps most importantly for all of us going forward is that we see that the older you are, the lower your levels are likely to be. And the time since you've had your second jab, as that time goes on, the lower your levels are also likely to be. Just real quick, this dude is fucking huge. Sorry, guy. Yeah, the dude's God, fucking, dang. he's just a so doughy fucking we're probably going to be needing to prioritize boosters for older and more vulnerable people coming up soon, especially if this new variant spreads. I've seen a lot of attacks in the media against myself and against, quote, anti-vaxxers uh, who are saying that, oh, it's because you won't take the shots that it's, quote, still spreading. No, they just set the PCR test however they want. They say people that die of automobile accidents and gunshot wounds have died of, of COVID. When, when, when Biden got sworn in on January 20th, they had the NIH and the CDC turned the COVID testing systems from 40 cycles down to 30, meaning you're not going to have any positives. Now they've ordered reportedly people to turn them back up. So, cause they want lockdowns again, this is a fraud. This is a fraud. So I thought that uh, I would show those of you out there. Cause I see the left saying, Oh, the right wingers not taking their shots. Even though a lot of left wingers aren't either. They're experimental shots. It's their fault lockdowns are coming again because they are spreading it. Well, wait, if you're protected, if there's so-called shot protection, because in the past, vaccines are attenuated viruses or bacteria, and they have side effects, but they do work. So if you, if this is a real vaccine, then work can be great. But see, they're now saying it's a therapeutic. They went up to 10 shots a year. Trudeau's announcing that. Uh, the head uh, uh, UK researcher over their main science facility says, oh, this actually lowers your immunity, but that's okay. We'll just give you monthly shots. That's all coming up. I mean, this is huge. The admission, it doesn't work. It's not a vaccine. It's a gene therapy that gets rid of your immune system. Holy hell. And by the way, that's not even denied. I found this video last night of the head scientist over all these programs at Pfizer or the UK government that's doing the testing on what happens to those that take the shots. He's like, yeah, it reduces your immune system the first time you take it to one-sixth of what it was, and you'll need vaccines the rest of your life of whatever Pfizer comes up with. People went, oh, that's out of context. I went and read the studies that he heads up at the most prestigious facility in the UK, probably the world. Let me just give you the name of it since we're on that. The Francis Crick Institute, formerly the UK's bioweapons facilities. They're Fort Detrick, Maryland. But now it has a Francis Crick name, the discoverer of DNA along with the Watson guy that says blacks aren't humans. So this is a really nice group of people here. Of course, they really say none of us are humans, but them, unless you're a sociopath or a psychopath. So, 
So, so here's a clip compilation of old Alex Jones back in early 2020, right through into early 2021, telling you what was coming. See, I, I didn't just say more lockdowns are coming. The vaccines won't work. It's a fraud. I already know. I'm not guessing. I'm not that smart. Here it is. So before we watch that, what do you, what do you think? I was just thinking about, cause I had had the discussion with my doctor about, he asked me, have you taken your vaccine shot yet? And I said, no, nah. actually my response was very, I said, hell no. And I said, uh, no, no, sir. I haven't. And he had a student there who was observing. <clears throat> He's a great doctor. He always has students that are shadowing him. I don't mind when any student comes into my room. <clears throat> and um, the student started laughing and he started laughing. And this is a DO. He's not an MD. He's a DO. And uh, I typically prefer a DO just because they're a little bit more on the holistic side and not wanting to cram chemicals down your throat. And he was, without saying it, in his responses, my summation of his stance is that it was a good thing to take. And I was just thinking of taking some of this information, going on Infowars.com, getting those same um, articles that he has and printing them out and bringing them to my next doctor's appointment and seeing what he would think. And I just thought, man, what if we do that? What if we, you know, ground pound kind of in that way? Like how you said, talk to five, change the wave one section at a time. And I, and I just, it just caught me off guard. And I thought, what a world we live in where we have to educate the people that are supposed to be in charge of our health. Well, just remember doctors used to literally blow smoke up your ass to try to cure you from drowning. So uh, the medical profession, in my opinion, has never really been, um, let's say airtight. <clears throat> you know, the, they're there. I mean, they're the medical profession in its best is on the cutting edge of applied science. And science is ever evolving, ever changing. It's yeah, it, I mean, it is what thing, it is. It just and so they get they end up fucking up. That you you see their fuck ups more than you see people like me fucking up. Yeah, because we do ours in institutes and in labs and away from the public view. And we just the only way you can find out if we fuck up is if you are there in the room or you read the reports. Yeah, but other than that, if it fucks up, you're never going to see it. If a doctor fucks up, someone's dead you know, and, or maimed or whatever. So they end up just getting a lot of shit and it's not that they don't deserve it, but it's just, that's part of their profession is yeah. that they're going to have really public fucking mistakes. And this is just going to be a very public fucking mistake. Very big. They have never guessed the right flu virus for the mutation of what the main flu is the next year. And it's always a whole bunch of flus, dozens and dozens of them. And that it does nothing to protect you from the next flu if it's not the exact flu. That's why they never ask why they don't have a vaccine for the common cold. Because it's too varied. Because there's thousands of them. And because you have to get it exactly right. And viruses are always mutating. But you notice they're telling you they've got a vaccine. They want you willingly to go take whatever it is that's going to be in there. Now, Fauci has come out. If you just join us, we're going to play the clip again first here in a moment. And said... Hey, we're going to surveil people. We're going to cycle into other seasons. Next year, you won't be able to go out either. So they'll run into the middle of summer and then let you have a month or two and then clamp it back down. But there'll be special apps they're announcing. You'll be tracked. China was the model. They're going to roll it out like they just got these ideas, but it's all pre-planned. By the Rockefeller Foundation, Bill and Melinda Gates, the tabletop exercises, uh, predicting COVID-19 in November when it was already launched in China. I think all of you instinctively know this is the big one. And if we fail this test... We're going to be ruled by the threat of unending invisible bio weapons. They're going to 
tighten down the restrictions, loosen them by the summer, and then release new strains immediately that aren't even as bad as the current strain. They'll say they're worse, fear-monger, and then clamp down even stronger. And that's what they've done in Italy. It's what they've done in other areas where they've been beta testing like Spain and now uh, moving towards Australia. So this is all formulaic. It's all heavily scripted, and we know their plan. By the way, uh, if you think that's hardcore prediction all coming true, I wargame this so much, I see it backwards and forwards. That's why I'm not bragging. You know, like, not just General Flynn, former head of defense intelligence listens, it says, I'm about one of the smartest people he knows. He just sees all listening around the world because I'm able to integrate all this together and then put out a boil-down analysis of it. And, uh, man, last night I was in on a brainstorm that was insane. Hadn't had a cup of coffee since about 2 o'clock during the day. Had dinner, hadn't been drinking, was just clear as the clearest blue sky. And I saw the whole operation. And, and now I'm just trying to process the next leg of it to try to tell you what's coming next. Uh, but anybody that's immersed themselves in this would know it. We're going to go to break. I'm back with Robert Barnes, the rest of the hour, constitutional lawyer, did his take on the COVID rollout, how we fight it, how we stop it. But Australia today, the world tomorrow, the globalists have their model. Australian PM says unvaccinated people need to be controlled and restricted. That's what uh, they're all saying. Anger in Australia is almost half a population in lockdown, yet again amid slow vaccine rollout. So, so you won't take your shot, you're locked down again, but they admit that almost no one's died, 10 people. Lockdowns, mass mandates, and new vaccine rules. Here's the latest COVID-19 news across Australia. See, it never ends. Once you submit, once you get into it, this cult of scientists are into power. They will never let you out of the trap. Australia under lockdown sees worrying jump in COVID cases, not deaths, just their fake PCR machine. I mean, you think a Las Vegas slot machine's rigged? <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. Australian uh, leaders are also saying, uh, here she is, COVID deaths in entire continent of Australia in the last 30 days are three. But it doesn't, and most of them you know, had heart attacks, cancer, you name it. It's not even real. But here she is. Let's play a clip of her again. Jesus Top health crazy. officer orders Australians don't have a conversation with each other. What did the head health minister in Canada say two weeks ago? He said, we don't want people to have rallies. We want the lockdown to continue so they don't demonstrate and organize against us. They're externalizing the method. They're so normal in this that there's dictatorship that they're just saying it. Don't talk to your neighbor. Burn in hell. The, the, the suicides are in the millions now. Millions have died from non-medical treatment. Insurance companies love that, not given treatment. I mean, this is mass murder. But here they are, oh, using a woman is always the front group because we genetically don't see a woman as an assaulter, as a soldier. She is a soldier. So in Canada, in Alberta, in Australia, it's all happening. Here she is, the cult leader, saying, don't talk to your neighbor till you've taken your secret shot, and then that's not even good enough. Still wear your mask. Here it is. Whilst it is in human nature to engage in conversation with others, to be friendly, unfortunately, this is not the time to do that. So even if you run into your next-door neighbour in the shopping centre, in the Coles, while you're at Coles and Woolworths or Aldi or any other um, grocery shop, don't start up a conversation. Now is the time for minimising your interactions with others. Even if you've got a mask, do not think that a protection. We want to be absolutely sure that as we go about our daily lives, we do not come into contact with anyone else that would pose a risk. So that's what President Eisenhower said back when he was president in 1960 in a famous speech to college students. You look it up. Forget what college. It was like Columbia. You pull it up. 
uh, uh, President Eisenhower on freedom. He said, I can make you all completely free and safe, or no, freedom versus safety. He said, Eisenhower on freedom versus savory. And he said, I can make you all 100% safe, but you'll be slaves. I can lock you up in a tiny jail cell. And so that's what this is, is literally, we can't let one person die from this. We little robot testers that are fraudulent that'll tell you. And now Bill Gates and George Soros are buying up all the COVID testing companies to have the database on your name, your healthcare, and they can block you with a social credit score through the COVID. I mean, you figured it out yet? Stay with us. Well, and that's just a bright chipper uh, conversation. <clears throat> I just want to point out, why are people still buying the mask bullshit when they can't even get their gaslighting right? <laughs> it's supposed to stop, but, but it doesn't, but it does, but it does. Almost as if it never was, and it was a tool for another purpose. I don't know. Well, for me, I'm good. I don't know how to stop screen. Did you just anyway. click the screen share button again? I can't even pull up the big screen for us. Oh, I, well, don't worry. I'll, I'll shrink that. Yeah, there we go. We're, 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 don't even worry about that. All right. So I asked you a question, multifaceted. What do we do when they tell us to mask our kids up and that we have to put the vaccine in our system? Because it's not a matter of if, it's when. We've talked about two forms of rebellion or dissent. The westernized way of self-eastern way of slowly but surely picking away at the system one at a time. Playing, playing, playing the long game. Well, my concern is if we play the long game. Now, I asked you the question. You answer first. I'm sorry. It's going to be a nice milk toast. It depends. Because for anything, anything counter to the power structure at you know, in charge at the moment, you need a critical mass on the other side, mm. you need at least 30% of the population on your side. Otherwise, it's, you're going to get crushed is what's going to happen. Because and anytime you get a massive cultural, whatever, generally, the best case scenario you're going to get is a 30-30-30 split. 30% in the middle, don't give a shit either way. 30% are on one camp, 30% are on the other camp. If it's not a 30-30-30, you're probably in the lesser camp or you're in the power, you know, you're in the power structure that be. Um, and if you're at like, if you got 10% and you know, how do you, how do you determine that number? I, you know, I'm not the one to ask about that. You know, it's hard to get that when they chomp down on all your fucking communication uh, pathways. But if you're at the 10% and you're against a, what is that? 30, 60, whatever. You, you ain't winning. You're just not going to win. At best, you're just going to, you're going to put up a fight for a bit and then you're going to get fucking eradicated. And that's about it. They're going to keep whittling you down until your side splinters. And that's all they, that's all there is to it. The best thing to do until you can, and the moment you find, like I said, I'm, you know, it's not like anybody in the U.S. has lived through this, really. You know, the last time this happened in the U.S. really was in the 1860s, you know? And, um, Wow. Hold on. Sure. So basically what you got to do is you got to be honest about what your capabilities are. Can you forge things? Can you move to another place where it's not as bad? Can you, is it, what are your options at the time? And just try to capitalize as many of those options as you can until some kind of critical mass happens. Otherwise you're just going to be a martyr. That's going to get swept under the rug in history. That's it. So you got to play the long game. You got to play just you got to, you're the Viet Cong against the American army. Okay. You're not going to win in a all out fight all the time. Sometimes you'll be able to win. Sometimes you won't. And you got to figure out which of those battles you're going to be able to win. 
And a lot of the times you're just going to be on the run and you're going to be underground and you're going to be just doing hit and run tactics and just doing as much disruption as possible. You know, that's all I can say to do. There's really not like the power of that. When you're going up against the existing power, they have everything. They have the police, they have the military, they have money. What do you have in comparison? Right. Nothing. Weaponized autism. Use that to your, the, the greatest extent you can and wait for a more tactical advantage. And with that, I think that'll wrap up today's little show. And I think it was very productive, oddly. Me too. All right, man. It was a good talk. Oh, and uh, things I don't give a fuck about. I don't give a fuck about people that don't even understand what it is they're talking about. Like you said, you can't even get your gaslighting correct. Your vaccine has to work in order, in order for your vaccine to work. I have to get it as well. It makes absolutely no sense. If you want to get vaccinated, go ahead. If you don't, don't. Don't let anyone change that mentality on you. And uh, I think slowly but surely my answer to it is kind of like yours, whittling away until the time comes where you have to make the decision where your back is against a wall and you have to, you know, make your decision. What hill are you going to die on? And uh, I know for me, if things go the way that they sound like they're going, Texas is going to probably be one of the same governor. We're going to comply and go back to mask mandates. And if that happens where my kid is going to have to wear a mask for eight hours a day in school. That ain't happening. So. Yep. Got to move back to the real South. Yep. Yeah. All right, man. Good talk. All right, man. Everybody like share, subscribe. Uh, we're going to try and figure out a way where you can leave comments or contact us one way or the other. I know on a lot of the social platforms that we use don't necessarily have um, great means of communication other than that section. We'll try and look through all those, see what anyone says. We'll reply if we can. Um, but uh, just let us know what you think. Give us some feedback. All right, man. Have a good one. Peace. You are terrific.